Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Comedy Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm DeCoria. And we are back and back back with a general episode. Thank you again for listening to our last episode. We are still doing two episodes a week, every Wednesday and Saturday, as we go into 2022. Um, don't forget to drink your water, wear your sunscreen, and a mask. Hi, ladies. How is what's it been a day? Twenty four hours since we last talked. Um, it snowed down here in the south a few days ago. It was absolutely great. It didn't stick. Thank um, God. <laughs> right, because um, we are not a city who's prepared for the snow. Um, if it snows and it sticks, you can pretty sure the entire city is shutting down. The, the greater Atlanta area will close because we don't play Black Ice or the like. Um, but yeah, um, I hope your 24 hours have been, you know, chill. That nothing, you know, dramatic happened. <laughs> um, so these are another one of our fly on the wall episodes. We're just going to bounce back. Um, the topic that was brought to the table the other day, though, was... Um, and don't... And, you know, don't fight me on this because I know how y'all like to tussle. But, uh... <laughs> Uh, men and podcast. Men who buy microphones <laughs> to create podcast. I don't. As a podcaster, I get it. Do you think you're funny? Um, <laughs> you know, you think having conversations with your friends is a very, very, very fun outlet. It's probably a really nice hobby. You know, this is how you stick close with friends that you make at the time. That's why we did the podcast, right? Yeah. Yep question i have a question when we started this podcast we we how much planning do you think we went you went into this we planned a lot right we were yeah we did like fucking budgets and stuff and like (laughs) amazon (laughs) wish lists and everything researching what programs to use and how to audio mix and whatnot right like we're in a pandemic now and we're doing it from home but i bought an entire audio machine that i didn't know how to use to learn to use it um you know, I didn't think I was going to add audio editing to my resume, but now I can because I know how to use Audacity. Well, I know how to use a good portion of Audacity. And, you know, most people, I feel like the more podcasting became popular, the more people look at it as just like, oh, anybody can start a podcast, which is kind of the um, charm of podcasting. Because yeah. true, if you have a microphone, anybody can start a podcast. The question is, should you be allowed to? Should ever should. Some no. people should just not speak. We don't need to hear from you. I'm sorry. We don't want to. Not all voices matter. I'm very sorry. Please, like, like what I tell you. The last few weeks on TikTok have been just TikTok the shade room. Everybody, there's this particular genre of men who podcast, who podcast just to broadcast their um for lack of a better word ignorant ass opinions on women for and on, wait, t- on black women specifically <laughs> black, black women not let's let's, let's 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 narrow it down so y'all know <laughs> the fact that for it's become a genre it's like the, this is like y'all this is serious we're dealing with an epidemic this is war like, this is on the level of like this we, we this is something that has to be controlled now it has to be stopped but go ahead Tori I just there's so no, much no no you're good because like the way we always talk about this if I hated somebody or something or a group of people I wouldn't talk about them like I wouldn't Literally. care what they do I, I, I don't like bananas but do you see me out here broadcasting to the world every fucking episode how much I fucking hate bananas no because I don't care if you eat a banana as long as it has nothing to do with me I don't I you know it's it's it it boggles my mind how you would choose to use up your brain power to discuss for hours months years on end about something you hate I could never I could never (laughs) and the really sad part is that the thing they hate literally looks like them can we keep in mind how the, a lot of these male podcasters? I'm not saying it's all black men. I'm saying that the sub the subset of the subset that has gotten really viral 
especially on black twitter spaces and like black twitter spheres and black and youtube spheres. any social media in general mm-hmm. yes and then i y'all know exactly who i'm talking about like they're like it's the same people and then they're so in the fact of the matter is it's like how do they gain an like i don't understand how one how they gain an audience who's listening and then two Men who why think exactly would they like them so that's what they say i can tell you how they gain their audience literally right, they're appealing to, say, to break yeah down. like black male insult incels who can't get a woman and want to find out how to get a woman try to self-help on youtube and whatnot and come across these red pill people and just get sucked into all of that content like literally that's what happens and it's so like disgusting because everything they're telling them is just so it's it's bad like it's legitimately bad and you know what kills it's it's that it's that they found a a specific audience who is loud and loyal because they're like "Ooh, this guy is in the exact same situation i'm in i'm not getting any pussy because women are not worthy of my media because all women want is money meanwhile you work at mcdonald's making 750 an hour and i make more than you so not even that not even that you living in your mama's basement talking about um what did you bring to the table there's no table for me to oh sit my at. god <laughs> to bring to the table can we, okay listen it's like they're all reading from the same script they they're are like, no, they are like if i hear another what do you bring to the table it's like sir you don't have a job i'm sorry <laughs> but if, if anybody asked that shit in real life i'm literally getting up and leaving like <laughs> imagine on a first date you're asked what do you i bring would have to, to rethink my like entire purpose if i met a person like that in real life i'd be like how did i like, i picked what you kind out of question? the void and <laughs> you and you asked because like because the whole the whole argument is that i bring so much to a relationship and, women and i'm like yo what what, yo. what you're bringing your emotional damage because you're cussing me out because you can't cuss out your mama who created that emotional damage that's what you're doing i just don't understand why like why are you yelling at me this yelling at me over this dinner that's 20 dollars at most and you're paying for it i'm sorry okay i'll pay for it like you like is that what's causing this issue like it's just like i don't get the point of the question the purpose of dating is for you to find out what that person brings to the table for you that's not something you're specifically supposed to ask in my opinion either way like you find that out by getting to know that person oh my god but like the fact that you're sitting here asking this verbally am i having a job interview like am i is this is a master chef audition did i no also like answer are you looking for exactly because this is so much because if you say if you say oh i have a degree and blah, blah blah oh that doesn't mean anything to men okay well like what do you want me to say like that i'm only loyal to you bitch what that's <laughs> and it's so crazy because they think that they're being like progressive and it's like you sound like somebody's coon that just picked up the rhetoric from his master. You don't want a spouse. You want a slave. You want a servant. They want a, who, they want a maid. Like that. What's what's crazy what about want. it is they act like. And what's crazy is their revisionist history. Like black women have been the center of black households since the beginning of time. Since, oh my god! Like, they oh my god! Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, my granddaddy <laughs> in the forties was out here making money and taking care of a whole household. That was a percentage of granddaddies in the forty. Most a of percentage. granddaddies in the forty had three families on the same block. Three so, <laughs> like, so okay. Who? Hold on. That that is another <laughs> conversation right there because you know how people will be like, "Oh, I miss when love how it was like how it was back in the seventies. Oh oh, you yeah. mean you mean when you're Papa had his mistress down the street with his five other kids. Is that what you mean? Because because everything to me, everything's the same. It's just people can talk more now and they're more vocal right, and can right, be seen. Right. But it's just still the same right. to me. Women and have a like ton you don't more find out about the side now. family. You don't find right. out about the side family at the funeral. You find out like, on the second day yeah, and then on, on Instagram. Die. You know, you can see oh on Facebook. God. Y'all, a word. This is just it. It just. And you know what? That's why we always say straight heterosexual men will always be the weakest link. Because you would think and um and this is not talk about the black men who don't like black women. Y'all are a different weakest link. But specifically to the straight black men who make their rhetoric about how they 
they still love black women, but they talk all this shit. It's like you don't like us. You don't. They don't you know. don't. You don't like women, period. Because it sounds like you in the closet, baby. And you just need to open the door to the right. Because <laughs> there's no way I would go on social media on a tirade about women when I love women. Like yeah. you're you're cutting off any access to potential um, mates or spouses and we'll talk the women who go on these podcasts y'all are the different oh, category y'all. <laughs> y'all, okay i don't know y'all probably have seen this if you're listening there was a clip it's probably very viral right now about and there's these i don't know who their names are because i don't follow a lot of, i, I know who rappers. they are but i don't feel like mentioning them by name like yeah. yeah but you know i think everyone knows who they are but like these black women are sitting there subjecting themselves to these dudes the check better have been pretty the check better have been pretty because if you're not gonna come out with the same energy they see my thing is that when when the women that go on this podcast i'm like y'all can't be upset as they are you just have to sit back there and laugh you have to sit back there and laugh at them because that's the that's the perfect way to for all of their arguments to mm-hmm. fall down. I'm like, why are you trying to have discussions? They didn't call y'all on here to have a discussion. They called y'all on here to embarrass y'all and make sure their point is perceived as correct. Nia, the, like, cl- yeah. the clip you were talking about, is it of the um the rapper, the female rapper like getting like leaving the podcast basically? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's like I to me it's like one if you know okay these okay there's several different really popular ones and like it's what's scary is that there's like several, older oh men i don't even want to mention names because i think y'all know who, like, i know who you're talking men. about yeah, yeah. yeah exactly because for me i don't want to promote them and say names because that gives more traffic and you don't need to know because we don't need to if you you have to watch them just go on the shade room the shade room has all exactly the yeah exactly I like, wouldn't even go in the shade room to be honest. Yeah, the shade room is garbage too. But if you if, if your curiosity true. is gonna get the best of you, don't go to go, go on TikTok. Platform. Just look them up. Oh on yeah. TikTok. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. The hashtag yeah. on TikTok will give you all the stitches and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like even this older black man who's in his fifties is on like YouTube Live and stuff talking about what black women need to be doing to get oh, a man. It's like, sorry, you're single. I was about to say that. I was about to say, mind you, you have a, you have several failed marriages. Several. <laughs> you need to be like, figuring out how to be a wife. Ooh. No. Is this no, the same like, guy on TikTok who constantly the the videos like up from his head to his shoulders and he's just pointing his fingers like he's pulling out every like He's like you. He wears glasses. Yeah. Yeah. He wears. I think he wears glasses, and he just like points out all the things women need to do in order to be with men. He wears like like, a suit and whatnot. He's behind a desk. No, he's. It looks like he's in his car. Honestly. Oh, that's That's not the same person. I don't know who that is. Yeah. And it's like, and what's really scary is that these men that we're talking about from all these different podcasts and platforms, they have followings, and then they're minions. Minions. I'm using minions will repeat this rhetoric and like say it like it's a fact and i'm like y'all realize the rest of the world the rest of reality this doesn't make it's it's all dumb stuff it's like you sound like fox news folks you sound like far right the QAnon people you sound literally (laughs) they sound like QAnon folks talking about you sound like anti-vaxxers because they're just out here saying just things that are not correct why does it matter what black women do if, if you aren't okay what's crazy to me is they're invested in who whether or not black women are single moms or married by the age of 40 and like you're gonna and die it's alone always the mother's it's fault like it's never the man's it's never the fact that she was abandoned by this guy who literally got her pregnant and then, and then if if somebody brings up okay well she was abandoned by her spouse well that's what just men do. that's what men do what? what to say whenever if you're ever speaking to like a dude about not all men of course like we're we're gonna keep well, we don't have to keep saying this, but you know we're not talking. If we're not talking about you, like shut the hell up. But anyways, hit dogs, <laughs> hit dogs holler, hit dogs holler. Hit dogs. <laughs> Every time you have this conversation with a specific kind of guy, the first thing they'll be like, "Oh, well, she should have chose a better partner." And then you'll be like, "Okay, but what if they were manipulated into a relationship?" Because you know, when you're dating somebody, the first three months they don't show you who they really are. They're extremely yeah. nice. They don't. Oh my God, y'all, this is so this is connected. But a couple years ago, back when I was at GSU, I was in an Uber. And guess what this Uber, he's a black man around like 30 and he starts ranting. Keep in mind, I'm a college kid Mm -hmm. and he starts having a conversation about the black community. And then he brings up 
well, what do we do about black single moms? How do we like black single moms need to do this? I'm like, sir, you're driving Uber. (laughs) Why are you? Why are they the issue? Why don't the father step up? What what right. exactly? It's, and you know what? And um, somebody pointed this on TikTok the other day. I don't remember who it was, but they said um, th- she's like they, she's they said I think it was a girl. I think she, they said they come to the realization that a lot of these um men who are from single mothers have never seen their mothers pampered and so they go out into the world thinking that that's something that they don't have to do or taken care of <laughs> that they don't have to do for their spouses. See, and that's and a it's thing. Not the woman's fault. It's not the woman's fault. But I was just like, that when when coming to that conclusion, I was like, oh, okay, I can see that. I'm gonna say this too. That's a thing. That's a problem I have with the black community in general. I think people mm-hmm. believe that you have to have struggle love. No, you don't. Yes. We don't need that. Oh like people God. believe in this concept so hard. I don't know why that is, but I need everybody to let that go. Oh my God. Like I, I yes. think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I used to struggle with the fact that I wasn't struggling. Like when you look at successful black stories that are um broadcasted and microphoned in the media, it's like oh, we started from the bottom, now we're here. We, you know, like people who like work hard and do hard. And I always felt like this is also like contributes to my imposter syndrome. I always felt like life was too easy for me that um if I wasn't working and going to school and you know like doing all this stuff then I wasn't on the right path to success and my mother had to sit down and tell me it's like you are lucky enough to not have to work and go to school she's like I don't want you to work and go to school but I was like I I used to break down and cry because I felt like I wasn't contributing to the household when in fact it is a luxury and a privilege for me to be able to focus on my studies without having to worry about finances or anything like that and so that whole idea of like struggling to find love struggling to be successful like black people we can we can just cruise we can cruise I know it's so hard it's so hard for us to be like cruise mode is okay because people always talk about grinding and doing better and you just gotta be better and be excellent because excellence is the only form of blackness that society likes to take but like it's okay to cruise it's okay to cruise oh my god i think that also comes from the sorry nia but that also comes from where like black people are not allowed to be mediocre in society basically Mm, working two times harder yeah and then, like, that that's, that reminds me of, like, there's parents now that are, like, trying to get their kids, like, let their kids start a business at the age of eight. And I'm like, you you know they could just be a kid. Like, right. you can teach them. Like, you don't have to try to instill, like, oh, be an entrepreneur. You're He's a child. She's a child. They're a child. Like, you don't have to be, you don't have to say, I mean, I know the pressure for financial stability is there. But you don't have to impose that on your children. <laughs> Right. And when they're literally children and not even near working age, like yeah. that's like a generational done. trauma that wow. we have got to like it dismantle, is. and it's just it's crazy because like these pot, I just the rhetoric. My favorite thing about being on Black TikTok though is the people I follow. Once somebody says some ignorant shit, it's stitches of the person just being dragged oh, yeah. for like five minutes on my timeline, and I'm just like. That's amazing. It because it also like you can get into a space where you um think that all men are like this, or if you're only seeing that side of um black men. But to see black men that I follow, and you know non-binary people and um women that I just rip this man to shreds and be like, no, he's weird. He's weird, and not all people yeah. are like that. Yeah. I think I said that, that a true. few months ago too. Like I had to yeah. get off of TikTok for a bit because you keep like if you like certain stuff, you will keep seeing the same kind of stuff. And it was getting to a point mm-hmm. where I was like genuinely disliking men. And I'm like, I've never been that kind of person to be like that. So I had to like mm-hmm. just get off social media because it 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 makes the issue seem bigger than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I also think it goes back to like the everyone having a voice kind of makes it seem like there's more people that agree with a certain mindset than it may be in reality like the loud minority type mm-hmm. thing because i i genuinely don't think most black men well i hope i'm praying yeah. that most black men don't think that way like but it's just like the loudest of the bunch have created these platforms and also i don't think that people realize that a lot of these i bet a lot of these podcasters audiences are not even black they're like oh. racist white people who just yeah. want to hear black men talk bad about black women for an hour and it's like i to me it's like at this point it's like you have to like just to me it's i mean how do i put it 
Never mind. I forgot the rest of my point. Oh, you're good. No, <laughs> but I, I just think we yeah. need a law that regulates which men get a podcast or like yeah. <laughs> a list and that, and that people, of podcasts and I think the that you should avoid. It too. Huh? Say it again. Yeah. What'd you no, say no, I'm sorry. I just I fin- finally remember what I was going to say. The pandemic has exacerbated the fact that people yes. are like, well, I'm at home. What can I do? Let me buy some microphones <laughs> and let me get my friends who are also just as misogynistic and colorist and racist, self-hating as me to all sit around a room and talk shit for an hour. And it's like, ah, I don't know. And then it's just kind of embarrassing. Mean, I don't know how they're not embarrassed because you're making a platform off of hatred because they've convinced and it shows themselves that- every time somebody reacts to them negatively or aggressive, they think they're right. They're like, see, I told mm. you this is what black women do. Yeah, see, you're I reacting. You That's yeah. not stupid ass debate lord type mindset. Oh, you're reacting emotionally, so I'm the one who's correct. Like, no, what? You're just wrong. You're saying wrong stuff, and I'm getting <laughs> pissed off because you're stupid. Like, exactly. But honestly, I think that the CIA put microphones in the black community (laughs) for the specific type of black men to tear us down. (laughs) It's like the the crack in the 80s. It's oh like my the God. Reagan era all over again. Mm-hmm. Just the podcast Because yeah. I, no, we... I can't think of any other group of, any other, like, quote-unquote race of people who tear down their own people as much as the Black community. <laughs> I, I don't know either. Like, they don't, and we, like, there are, so, the fact that it's a whole other sub, it's like a subgenre of, like, same type of this nonsense who pays on the first date, what do you bring to the table, Black women aren't doing this, Black women aren't doing this. It's like, it's it's the same. They're all it's talking about the honestly, same talking point. It's honestly, just residue from black men thinking that they will get white men's power by doing exactly what white men do, Woo. and it's not That's never gonna happen because the last people that did that were Jewish people, and that was it. They're not gonna accept you. You still brown on the outside, and no matter what you do, you're still gonna be black. So, um, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's what that is. But um, here's a good vibe and blessing to everybody who listens to our podcast that she will never have to encounter these people in real life (laughs) by god (laughs) to all of us too because like i would have a fit i would i would the leo in me would show up so bad if i ever had to deal with one of these people in real life oh my god i don't know what i would say because sometimes if i'm like mad shit will come out of my mouth that i'm not genuinely trying to say and i feel like i might get like beat up (laughs) Corey, go have a minute i'm just feeling hurt Corey, you gonna hurt somebody's feelings i would just be be like i'm gonna let it happen i'm gonna make sure you don't get beat up or nothing i'm gonna 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 get attacked (laughs) (laughs) no but yeah i yeah i just i don't know I do hope they heal one day. It's not going to be anytime soon. Because they're they're making money from being Yeah, they're making money off of this. They're not going to heal. I feel like, and the scary part to me, this could just be me being negative. I don't know if if it seems this way, but I hope it doesn't become like a a really big industry in itself of like... I don't think it's even big now. I just think mm. it's... The people who find them weird have found out about them. So they're getting more publicity. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, because I don't think any of their podcasts are on, like, the level which they get, like, sponsors and shit. Cause <laughs> right. But uh, what, what you're saying, Nia, though, I do worry about, too, but not on, like, mm-hmm. that, such, like, a micro level because they're, like, a very small subset of those kind of podcasts. The ones I worry about the most are just, like, the ones who are appearing to try to help men get women in general and like mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff they're saying is just very like toxic and like the misogynistic. like the, if the, the i hear what the pickup coaches that's what they're called more, yes if i hear one oh more God, five foot coaches. two man talk about how he's a fucking alpha i will throw <laughs> oh, my cup no, across what? the room where did that Listen, even come from <laughs> the use of like <laughs> fan fiction terms you're an alpha sir um do you even know what you you don't even know what the omegaverse is and yet you're sitting out here using terms that was (laughs) made for for women in their 20s to read smut on wattpad (laughs) 
I never, you know, I never thought about that. Next time I see somebody say something, I'm like, oh, so you're into like Wattpad and shit, right? (laughs) Or, you know, you're on AO3? Are you on fanfiction.net? Y'all talk about alpha and omegas. Are you breedable? If you're not, then stop (laughs) using that terminology. It's so embarrassing. I don't, because the thing, they say it so loudly. Like, I'm like, do y'all not hear yourselves? Because first of all, they don't actually research about wolves. The actual people who run a the right. actual the actual titles for um like the head male and female that run a wolves is a couple and they call them a king and a queen. Yeah, because the, the man cheats the on the woman. Study, yeah, uh, oh, I'm the, sorry. You know, the people who did that original study came out and said they were completely wrong about how a wolf pack works. Right, like, that wow. alpha shit. That, like you, none of that is real. And if you look at the latest Oof. documentaries, it'll tell you that it's ran by a king and a queen. And if the king cheats on the queen, the entire pack turns him into a lone fucking wolf. Because women run the animal mm. kingdom. You bitches would never survive a day in the wild. <laughs> Men don't have power. <laughs> in day one, they'd be like, oh, how can I get back home? I can't do this. Yeah. Oh, it's that's hilarious. The fact oh. that it's wrong makes it even funnier. That's what like, I'm saying. Like, if you actually took the time to like research, you would see that this stuff has been proven to be incorrect. So, look at you. I guess research is asking wrong. a lot. From, research is asking a lot from them. It's asking a lot. <laughs> that's what I remember. But, some guy DM'd me on Instagram, and I remember I looked at his bio and it said alpha, and I immediately just blocked him. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, god oh my god get out of my face that's so like wait, that get, creates that such a, a visceral reaction yeah if I, like, like literally high value man alpha that stuff like high immediate red flag like immediate red flag the fact that they've created their own language based off of nonsense high value man alpha no like, man who is actually high value, high value would yeah <laughs> would say that a real high value man is just shutting up and doing what he needs to do like and the funny thing is it's like all these guys are just like they're on pod they're trying to sell you something like all of them are like oh yeah subscribe to my youtube channel like they're trying to take my course take my course (laughs) right oh a course of course they got it like a what do you call it a master class (laughs) on how to be an alpha and it's like you don't realize that you're following dudes that are counting on you to get them a check because they don't have a job it's screaming it's like, scam it's a scam <laughs> it's literally a pyramid scheme yeah i was just about to say it's, it's giving pyramid it's giving one-on-one it's giving, it's like you know, it's like uh tummy tea for men but not like the teas it's like literally just like bad dating advice I just don't know how you listen to somebody who doesn't have a successful relationship. Like, how does that's that work? what I'm saying? <laughs> that like, I don't. If if somebody was divorced like three times, I don't know if I'd be listening to you. Like, something's not right with whatever you're doing. It's obviously not exactly. them. You can't tell me you did three marriages and it's them. <laughs> it's, it's, it's there was you. only one common factor out of all three of them situations. <laughs> And that's it what starts, I always it, say. Like, if you're ever interacting with, with you, <laughs> yeah, if you're ever interacting with any person, male or female, and they tell you all their exes are crazy, and they've had several, it's not the exes, it's them. <laughs> run, run, yeah, like run very far. That's the same thing about like, oh, I don't get along with the other girls. Oh, no, no. <laughs> every single, every <laughs> single relationship with a woman you've had as a friendship has ended poorly is you. It's not them. <laughs> you're exactly. you're being weird something you've done is very weird like no that is absolutely weirdness true weirdness please block all these people like oh even if God. you look them up like please report and block them i know it might not work but because youtube will not take down channels that need to be taken down for the life of the algorithm but like just block them and try to ignore them because they are spewing nonsense and black women please do not go on these places like don't talk to these men i know you want i mean i guess you'd want to check in like the publicity but don't don't do it (laughs) like it's not worth it okay i have a question i think if i'm if i'm not mistaken Corey, your family wasn't very religious right yeah it's like a very relationship like my grandma her father was atheist but her mother was like very religious so she was like halfway in the church but when they were raising us they didn't they never forced us to go to church so we just didn't really and nia were your 
Well, I don't think your parents are religious, but were your grandparents religious? No. Well, my well, the thing is, my grandparents on... Okay, so my dad's side, they were very religious. Like, my grandfather mm-hmm. on my dad's side was a preacher's son. Mm-hmm. So he he, he kind of didn't want to do that, but he was still religious. And my grandma was super, like, super... Like, she big in the church, read the Bible all the time, donated, mm-hmm. like, a part of the church type stuff. Um, and so my dad and his brothers were all raised in the church. My dad was in the church band. He played the drums. <laughs> so he was very much a church kid, like several times a week going to church. Mm-hmm. He's not anymore. So he said that he rejected it after he got older because he just, he was churched out. Mm-hmm. And my mom, her mom, my grandma on my mom's side, she was more religious. Um, but she married my grandfather who was very much like, his, he's more complicated, so he wanted to be a preacher, but then he studied other religions and was, like, rethinking his life, mm. like, what all of it meant. And so he kind of just was like, you know what? All these religions are saying similar things. It, they can't all be – the other ones can't be wrong. Like, he was, like, rethinking everything, so he didn't end up preaching and kind of indoct- and talked to my parents, my mom and her brother, saying, like, believe what you want to believe and stuff. So, Okay. Because I was asking because um, Marin sent us <laughs> the TikTok of the, or that meme the other day that talks about being in church for so long. So I was wondering if y'all had ever like experienced like Easter Sunday or any of those type of things. Because my grandmother has been going to the church that she's been going to since my mom and them were kids. So <laughs> and she's in the choir, and so you know I was at church when the sun was rising and when it fell <laughs> wow and then when my mother and my uncle converted to islam my uncle was a minister for the longest time so then i was at mosques for like all of middle school um sun up sundown so i know how long it feels to be in just like getting up at the crack of dawn meeting all these aunties and uncles whose faces and names i don't remember like <laughs> my sunday best listening to the choir like it was really interesting because like i don't have any religious trauma but i definitely know that I, as a kid i would pretend to like catch the holy ghost um <laughs> i was to say i i've done that one time <laughs> i want to hear about this because i i've I because you, you just did it i just did it because i thought that's what was supposed to happen um you know just kind of like you know stomp my feet and you know, don't do the thing but, like, it, you know, it was so interesting because being raised in a Christian household, well, not even Christian, because my mom's never been, like, really religious religious, but she, like, definitely believes in, like, a, a god. Um, And so being, but, you know, being my grandmother's daughter, <laughs> my grandmother's, you know, ch- grandchild, I was, whenever we stayed at her house and from Saturday to Sunday, we'd have to go to church with her. So that was, like, also going to Sunday school and, like, that church, that building is big. And so, like, um, you know, pretending to catch the Holy Ghost, praying really hard, opening my eyes, doing prayer. I also was sent to a Catholic pre-K and elementary school. I don't know why my mother sent me to those schools. I think it's because they were private. And so (laughs) I guess she thought that would be better education for me. But, like, I was surrounded by nuns on Friday and then at church on (laughs) Sunday. (laughs) So it was really interesting. And, like... Um, I just wanted to ask, like, what was your, like, most, like, I remember, I guess the biggest thing that I remember is, like, the Easter plays that they would do at my grandma's church. It was, like, a big thing, and I think my grandfather was in one of them. He, like, played Jesus in one of them. My grandfather looks like Papa, Papa Smurf, by the way. Um, <laughs> white beard <laughs> at all. <laughs> Y'all have met my granddad. He came down for, um, graduation. Yeah, he was oh, there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so yeah. <laughs> so that was like a cool thing to see and like you know then like coming to the mosque and like the rhetoric being told at both churches was different um you know the nation of islam has a very large distaste for white people <laughs> so <laughs> when you go into like the mosque for the first time and you hear the minister call the white man the devil i was like okay so the devil over here is the white man and christian church it's like the devil is lucifer <laughs> so it's, it was like a real different experience. My mom has just never been religious and I'm not religious at all. Um, she definitely, we like, on New Year's, I still, you know, pray in Arabic to Allah because she's still, like, of the faith of believing that there is a God. Um, but it, I, I was just, 
interested to see how you guys' childhood would when it came to churches. Okay, on the few times I went to church, it was usually for like an event like Easter, but mm-hmm. it was never like the church service most of the time. It was like, you know, Easter egg hunting or like, you know how they had like the kids Bible school or sometimes church was ha- churches would have like summer programs. I can't remember yeah. what it was, what that, what it's actually called for those things, but I- Like youth camp? Like, youth yeah, camp like a youth or... camp. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I've been to those like twice in my life. And I remember the first one I went to is like when I lived with my mom for like a short period of time in my life. And I remember it was a Korean Christian church. And like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what was going on back then. I was just alive. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I remember like they had like this whole youth camp thing and like the babysitter I went to, like all the kids would go there like every- evening like Mm -hmm. just to have something to do and like one time they had like the sermon where like they were like i i remember them say something about you wanted to be do you want to be saved or something like that and like i remember pretending to catch the holy ghost because i wanted candy because like if you (laughs) if you like pretended to get like saved they would take you like to the back room and like give you like a bible and like like a little gift bag and so i remember doing that but i have had those experiences like of being in church for like hours and hours and hours and hours and like just sitting there waiting to go home but most of the time like my grandma or my grandpa would like okay let's go let's get out of here so <laughs> yeah okay what about you nia hmm. i've honestly been in church like i can count on one hand the number of times i've been <laughs> i call myself yeah. a perpetual visitor mm-hmm. like whenever at church they say anybody visiting today and they make you stand up and- i've <laughs> stood up every single time <laughs> And it's very awkward because then you do it. You're like, oh, Lord, (laughs) everybody's looking around like, oh, but um, yeah. So I've like one of the I don't think I go often. Like I've Mm -hmm. been like once, like every couple of years. Um, I my grandma was a part of a church like she was helped start uh, like a library in the church down the street. And so I was constantly there, but I never went to the services. I was always where she was in the library. So I would like be around the church, but never a part of it. Um, yeah, my parents didn't want to, they were like, they didn't want to baptize me or indoctrinate me in anything. So they were just like, yeah, you decide what you want to believe in. Mm. I remember we went to the Baha'is. Do y'all know what the Baha'is are? No. no. What is that? <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, I'll send the link. It's like, they're a group that practice that read the text of every religion. That's every, what do they call it? Big major religion. So like, they have a Quran. Mm-hmm. yeah and so like they'll study it all and you kind of come to church in like jeans and a t-shirt <laughs> and it's supposed to be like this modern idea of like we don't alienate anything we just all believe like we all appreciate the good in every single religion and I was like mm, that's interesting I remember we went there a couple times but it was very boring because <laughs> it, was, it was like a diverse audience and you know there it's very you know how mixed, no music not saying all and mixed stuff. White church. Yeah. yeah just very yeah, I get it, but it's like, hey, it was quick. <laughs> Did not stay there all day. <laughs> okay, I know, Mary. Have you have any? I don't think you've had any Black American church. No, have you? we went when I was younger. I did go to a couple Ethiopian ones. And I really don't remember how they work. All I remember is me being happy afterwards to get food. Um, <laughs> yes, and then <laughs> the clear memories of church didn't happen until I got to Georgia, and we went to a non-denominational church near us. But I really went for my mother. Mm. Really, I, I, yeah. <laughs> she tries mm. to get us to go every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, because like transitioning. Oh, did you have something else to say? Right. No. Oh, okay. Um, because like transitioning from Christianity to Islam in middle school was really um interesting because like at the mosque how it worked at our mosque was you walk in you get searched um like women on one side men on the other side and you get searched by the sisters in charge um the vanguard is usually who's there um so the vanguard searches you to search your bag you can't have like lighters or weapons or anything like that and then you go you walk um past the like the community room past the mother's room because the mother's room for mothers to breastfeed and then you walk in, um, you salute the flag, not the American flag, the Nation of Islam flag, and you sit down um, and service begins. And my my uncle was a minister for a long time, but then he, st- he retired. Um, my mom used to run choir for the mosque. 
Um, you know, whenever my whenever Louis, Minister Louis Farrakhan is back in town, my uncle is on security detail, even though he retired from being a minister. So we were deep in it. So like we have a thing called um, Savior's Day that happens in Detroit where Mosque Number One is, and it's like a, it's like a convention basically where all you know members of the Nation of Islam come to convene, and it's like a week long thing. We did it once when I was I had to be in middle school. And, you know, it was fun. We went with family. It was a whole thing. We got to watch the drill competition, which my cousin continues to be on. Um, you know, they won. You know, you, you're in your, your mosque. And it's a really fun experience, but I'm just not religious. So, yeah. Oh, And so since then, have you... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, Corey. No, I was just going to ask, like, since, like, you were a kid, you haven't been back at all? Like in yeah, the I mosque once, or anything? I think once my uncle and them kind of stopped attending, we stopped attending as well. It's just, it's kind of naturally faded out of our lives as we got busy and moved and stuff like that. So, mm. um, yeah, so I haven't been back. <laughs> um, here's a question Do you remember what you fantasized the most about as a child? Mm. I know for me, <laughs> this is funny. My mother didn't whoop us. My mother never whooped us. I think I had a whooping once in my lifetime. Um, my mother, her punishment for me was to sit in the corner and, you know, time out. The thing is that I would make friends with the corner and have my <laughs> imagination run wild. And so it really was a time out for me, which is probably why I'm very good at entertaining myself now. I talk to myself extreme amount. Like sometimes I was gotten worried that I was like having hallucinations. I talk to myself a lot, like the way my brain works. And the way I think out fantasize situations, but I know I don't remember anything as fantasizing as a kid. But I definitely remember that I definitely made the corner of our house by our back door my imaginary friend. And so <laughs> I just love the fact that say, like, "Well, if I'm I don't care if you punish me. I'm gonna make this one for me." I don't care. <laughs> I love that energy. So I would definitely. I used. To, I I have a distinct memory of like moving away from that house and waving goodbye to that corner like that was something definitely um but i've always been a person i still am a person now that i kind of fantasize situations like if i went on weekly idol here's what would happen and i would just think of dialogues and like situations or like if i was on running man i hope this is what happened that day like or like if i win an academy award here's my speech and so, like, my brain has always kind of worked like that, and I've never thought it to be weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yeah. So that's kind of my thing. What about you guys? Like, what did you fantasize about as a child? Um, Mine would have to be... I used to read a lot as a kid. Definitely more than I used to now, which is probably common with a lot of people. But I used to like imagine different scenarios from the books like i'm like "Mm, well i hated that so i would just (laughs) change it in my head because i can't i'm not a good writer so i never got into the fan fiction world kind of Mm -hmm. thing so i would just imagine how things were um in my head and i still do it to an extent now but yeah i'd say that's the most that i ever like Baby Marin said, "We're gonna throw that ending away. Scratch that yeah. shit. Here's what should have happened." <laughs> <laughs> like for when, like, I would finish a book or a series, and I'd be like, "Damn, that was so good." Well, then I can just imagine different ways that would end or different storylines because it would make the book not end. Oh, okay. What about you, Nia? Hmm. Uh, I would daydream just all the time about scenarios of like. I don't know, just random stuff. Like a lot of it didn't make sense, but I was very in my fan fiction YN phase. <laughs> and so I would always be like, what if this man that knows has no idea I exist and keep in mind I'm in high school, what mm-hmm. if this happens and he comes in the middle of my class and whoops me out of class and is like, we're getting married right now. And I'm that's the kind of stuff, just nonsense, very mm-hmm. Wattpad, a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, thinking of like, the guys that I liked in school having like different sort of like scenarios. I would always be scenarios. And so if I was watching a show, I would always be like, let me read the fanfic. Let me read, let me find out what, what, what's going on on DeviantArt. Not DeviantArt. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is before Tumblr took off. So like, this is like peak DeviantArt, peak fanfiction.net. Yeah. So I was always like 
daydream about like whatever I was watching, whatever I was reading. Most of it was trash TV. And so, yeah, just taking a lot of time doing a lot of nothing. Burying my YN bag. Oh, okay. What about you, Corey? Kind of the same as Nia, almost. Like, I would always, like, read a lot and whatnot. So I would imagine myself, like, what if I was in this story? Or, like, like just imagining I was, like, a, a different person. Or, like, what if I was, like, a celebrity or something like that? And, like, I used to listen to music a lot more than I do now. And I would always imagine, like, oh, if I was this singer, my music video would be like this. And I'll be doing this, this, this. And I, like, used to do it so much to the point where, like, I kind of reflexively always imagine a music video in my head. Sometimes I wish I didn't. I wish I could just listen to the song without <laughs> seeing anything. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I used to like fantasize about the most. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah. Do you fantasize the same like now, even as an adult? As far as music, yeah, pretty much. Uh, other stuff, no, not really. Like now, I think more than anything, when I like read something or watch something, instead of imagining myself, I imagine like the characters like, oh, like what if their relationship turned out a different way and stuff like that. Hmm. What about you, Nia? Do you still fantasize the same way you did as a child? Um, <clears throat> Sorry, not as much YN stuff, more like if I was a celebrity or like I have fake interviews in my head, um, <laughs> like I'm on Jimmy Kimmel or something. And same. I'm like, yeah, Nia, why are we the same person? <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, what if I just came out? Right. Yeah. Right. Tell you about why this script is amazing. <laughs> right. And just be like, and bouncing, qu- like, that's the kind of dumb stuff I do, but not even, it's not necessarily dumb. It's, it's preparing. Cause you know, you may get on Jimmy Kimmel. Come on, manifestation. <laughs> but um, like, and then I'll just sort of like, and this is super weird. Okay. This is very specific. If I'm watching a gaming channel where there's like a, a group of like guys or a group of friends that are playing mm-hmm. something I'll imagine myself in their group mm. so I'll mm-hmm. be like well if I was watching like for example like Berlizzi and his friends will play games together a lot and I imagine like what would I do if I was there what would I say mm. yeah like, I do that too like, like podcasters that I like if I was mm-hmm. on this podcast this like, what if I was a part of all deaf digital or something <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> like if exactly. I met the dudes from dormtainment and we just sat down and you know, did a trap right? house podcast. This is what I would talk about. Like, yeah, right? no, I definitely do that. <laughs> That's what kind of stuff I do. And then in my head, I'm like, I'm always imagining like, um, an alternate reality. Like, what if I went to a different school? What if I could like pick and choose what kind of life I wanted to mold? Like, if I can make myself a main character that I'd want to be rep to represent me, if that makes sense. So like. I make and then then sometimes my dreams will be will cause me to daydream about stuff like I have dreams and I'm just like ooh that's interesting and then I bounce off of it like a dream I had two days ago was crazy like insanity and so I just spend the whole day thinking about now what could I do with this you remember then, your dreams yeah. mm-hmm. wow oh yeah oh, Marin like <laughs> my dreams are so specific like they're like movies mm-hmm. sometimes and so I can't not I wake up and I'm like good lord that was a good movie (laughs) right i think we've had this conversation before but for me it'll be like i won't remember it and it'll be like i'll wake up i'll be like just hints of a dream just a little cloud just like little 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 images and i have no (laughs) idea what they mean and i'll walk away and i'll be walking down the stairs and maybe i pick up a muffin turn around and a flash of the dream goes through my head and i'm like but no context no nothing i'm like (laughs) what was mm. I running from what, what is- and now what happens to me sometimes I'll be like three days later and I'll be like I'll be driving to work I just got Chick-fil-a I go to grab my Chick-fil-a biscuit and then I have a dream of the fact that like I choked on something and I'm like why did I go oh, wow. my head like it just random pieces so it can I love that the fact that they make sense for you because I they either I either get slightly the context but I don't know what happens afterwards or I have no clue what it was about Wow. Have have you ever had a dream that was sort of linear? Like you could remember you woke up and you were like, okay, I did this, did sometimes, this, did this. Sometimes there are memories where like the few, like three, sometimes if I, I don't know if I'm really into a dream and I'm like, but I'm not like fully asleep and I'm starting to wake up. As soon as I wake up, there was like 30 seconds as I'm like slowly waking up and trying to remember like what I was dreaming of and acknowledge the fact that I'm waking up. Then I can remember. And this happened two days ago, but I could not tell you right now what it was. I can't tell you. Wow. I just know that I had that feeling where I had that feeling of 
waking up and getting out of the dream, but acknowledging the fact that I was also waking up, but I can't tell you what it was. Interesting. That's kind of a blessing though, because then some of these dreams that I'd be having, it's like they're creepy and scary. And then you like, it, it just, it sticks. You can't unsee mm-hmm. things. Like I'll never be able to unsee <laughs> some of the stuff that I've seen. <laughs> and so they travel with me through life and they haunt me. <laughs> I think the only ones I do, like there's this one that I kind of remember, but the only reason I remember is because it was, it was linear. One of the few ones I had very and, and vivid. And I told somebody about it. So that was the only reason Ooh. I remember it. Mm. If had I not told them, I don't think I would remember it right now. Yeah, I realized <laughs> like with my dreams, like when I wake up in the morning, I usually can remember them in the morning. But if I don't talk about it, then I'll forget it. Unless yeah. it was something like really strange, then I'll remember yeah. it. <laughs> if it's just interesting. Odd. So wait, like, do y'all have like, do you know of like, okay, I guess this is going to sound weird. Like I can remember dreams from like, I have at least like a hundred dreams in my arsenal that I'm like, huh? Oh yeah, that one. Oh, and they just like kind of pop into my head at some time. So like, would you say if you had to count, do you remember like two dreams or three dreams? I can like I like I can remember my dreams. Like I said, if they're like super strange or like if it's like super specific, I can remember. Or if it's like a dream that I specifically wanted to dream. Like if I like before I went to bed, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna dream about this and I dream about it, then y'all remember it. You can do that? Yeah, usually. Like, if I, like, I have wow. to think really hard before I go to sleep or, like, read something, though. Coria, that is power. Like, that is, that's, that, like, all the people out there who can force their dreams and, like, do control their dreams, y'all are, y'all are the lucky ones because no, that's, like, when yeah. you can just, like, break the rules of, like, your head. Oh, amazing. I feel like that just no. this come from, like, maladaptive, or not maladaptive, <laughs> yeah. but, like, overactive imagination. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I have a, um, see, mine is the opposite of Corey. It's that I can't. I can't, I like to think about scenarios as I sleep, but like if I'm thinking through a scenario, I'm obviously like half awake. It's not like a dream. It's like I'm in mm. light sleep and I'm thinking the scenario myself. It's not like my brain is doing it, but with me, it's nightmares. So like if I have a nightmare, I usually wake up and if I don't stay up for like more than like 10 minutes, if I fall back asleep, I will fall right back into the nightmare. Ooh, oh, Tori, that's a word. <laughs> Speaking Listen, of... Yeah, speaking of go nightmares, this, this is exactly why I do not, but like before I go to sleep, the last thing I would do is watch something scary because I'll, I'll, I know for a fact with me, whatever I consume before I go to sleep is what I'm going to dream about most of the, most of the time. But you, so, but you know what? It's not because I'm watching something scary. It's usually because the time between me eating and, and going to sleep is too close. And mm, I've noticed that now. Really? So I try to stay up. But like, if I'm like too tired, and I go to sleep, and, like, I hit that good three, four-hour mark. It's usually a nightmare. I usually wake up. It's not like I'm screaming, but I'm like, oh, fuck. I was just in, like, a really dangerous situation. And mm-hmm. if I can, and I can feel myself, like, wanting to go back to sleep, and I fall right back into it. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I have to, like, get up, go to the bathroom, be on TikTok for, like, a good 20 minutes before I can go back to sleep. And then, yes. even yeah. then, it's not going back into deep sleep. It's going back into, like, a light like I know I'm not fully asleep sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's interesting. So like you, you'll be able to like. So if you it, like, it just depends on what you've eaten. That's interesting. Like I know I, that's what happens to a yeah. lot of folks. I like mine are just. I feel like my brain is like. How do I even describe? It's like my brain decides what it wants, and I just have to tolerate it. Like <laughs> it's like so tonight, Nia, you're gonna get a nightmare. But either you've not, you've done nothing wrong. You haven't eaten anything. You haven't done anything different. We're just going to give you a nightmare. But like, like, I, like, okay, this is going to be random. I'm going to explain this to y'all. Like two days ago, the dream I had, I was in this house. Keep in mind, I don't know. I go to places where I don't know where I am, but I feel like they're places that exist. So like I'm in this people's house. I'm meeting the sun. I'm, I'm marrying some guy I've never met. Okay. <laughs> and so my parents and me are going to his family's house and I get to his house and I'm like, there's a demon in here. And I, and I'm like, and he looks at me and he's like, oh yeah, there's like some weird energy in here. And I'm like, wait, why didn't you tell me this? And then his siblings are like, dis- like doing weird things. Like he has like five siblings and his sister is like disappearing, but not. And it's like, there's these apparitions and I'm like, ah, what's going on here? Am I making a mistake? <laughs> Let me get out of this house it's like these no i know that's so random yeah, I that's the kind of stuff 
ten percent believe that you had your third eye open in your previous life. This is like <laughs> my third eye. <laughs> like this is like residue from that. Like the fact that you have like deja vu in your dreams. I think I definitely think those are from a previous life lived. Yes. <laughs> but if I never see them in real life, that's going to be really frustrating. Like you know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm like I feel like these things exist, but there's no way for me to check because right. I don't have a loca- I don't have a name. I don't have a location. I just have like. I don't know. Have y'all it's ever really like dreamed about something and then it actually happened? Oh, all the time. Mm, I know. I don't mm. think I've had no. many premonition dreams. Like my dreams, I don't even think I have dreams like that or ones that I can't remember. Especially as I got older. Like usually when I go to sleep, it's like, oh, I want to think about these characters that I've been writing about, and then I sleep and then I wake up. Mm. Yeah. So mm, if it's not I, a nightmare, I'm not really like dreaming. No, I'm all the time. And the thing is, the most frustrating, I have different kinds of premonition dreams. So, like, some of them will be, like, I'm just writing a pa- It used to be in high school, I'd be writing a paper, but I could see what I was writing. And I would be like, okay, it's for this class. But then I wouldn't realize it until I would get to that class paper, like, a week later. So, mm. it's, like, insignificant stuff. Like, it wouldn't be stuff where I'm like, oh, I can figure out what the lottery <laughs> numbers are, yeah. like the stuff that matters. But, like, I could be like, oh... Um, I'm, t- I'm writing this email now it's a lot of times with the job it's like I'm in this training the recent one that frustrated me I was like we were doing a training and I was like I was doing this in my dream of course <laughs> and then like they're the real big ones like like the, the real ones like when my grandma passed and she came to me and she said have you checked on your other grandma how's she doing and I was like hmm. that was that was like the craziest one yeah and I like I was because I'd never well, no, that's a lie. I've seen my other great grandma in my dream, but I've ne- my grandfathers have never come to me in my dreams. Um, mm. I've never seen them. Um, but my grandmother, I've seen her, and then my great grandma, I saw her. Um, yeah, I mean, the premonition ones are not like significant, unless it's like that one dream I had about my grandma. What about you, Corey? Usually, it's the same, like very mundane stuff. Like I remember, I distinctly remember specifically when I was in high school like before my senior year I dreamt of who was going to be in my English class and who my teacher was and it like my schedule was exactly how I thought it was going to be with the same people in the classroom and like it's always like very like very mundane like oh when I go to work and this might happen that day and like but it's not often it doesn't happen really like very often Mm -hmm. this is fascinating what about you more dreams do you have premonition dreams Mm, if I did never would never remember them I get a flash, but no, it doesn't matter because I will not remember it. No, my dreams are, y'all, I cannot explain to you how nonsensical my dreams are. Like, I, I don't know. Okay, this is how odd my dreams are. I dreamt one time that, you know, Hyunin, the, the from Sistar, mm-hmm. I yeah, had uh-huh. a dream that she had a fake belly button filled with teeth. i need to understand as whack as that is that's what all my dreams are like every last one (laughs) it's either that or i'm running away from danger (laughs) but right before that fake teeth filled belly button she had a fake cast of abs on top of it to hide it yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought I'm, you know what? I don't want to remember them because they don't <laughs> add value to my life. <laughs> that's oh my that's god! I think yeah. the only nightmare that I kind of like remember is like being. It had to do with my family. We were like at this mall that kind of like looked like a very weird like Nightmare Freddy techno game. And, like, we were constantly running from, like, killer bees. And then, like, the floor opened up and the escalator was trying to eat us. It was, like, whatever it was, Mm. I felt like I was in a real dangerous situation. Like, all of my nightmares are, like, not scary or psychological. It's, like, I'm running and fighting. And, like, there was one that I had a few weeks ago that I barely remember. But it was something about this snake 
in a room and the snake just kept getting bigger and bigger and I was like logically trying to figure out a way to escape from the snake <laughs> and so the moment the snake was gonna get me it was like this big ass green cartoon snake like I was like okay we'll close the door if I close the door then the snake will get us but somehow the snake opened the door or some shit like that and not opening the door <laughs> just when it was about to like bite me I woke up I was like what wow. is happening so like that's like a what a lot of my nightmares are about it's like being in a situation where my life is always in danger. <laughs> mm. Question. So when y'all are dreaming, do you know that you're dreaming? Like, do you feel like sometimes you forget that you're not awake? Yeah, that's happened to me before where I've been Wait. like, especially if I'm dreaming about like um, going to work and I'll wake up and be like, wait, the fuck? I wasn't at work. Like, I've been in my bed this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah. I don't think I have that much hyper awareness. Like, it feels real in that moment. But then I wake up and I was like, oh, this is a fucking nightmare. And I have to do my best not to fall back into it. Mm. Yeah, no, I never know. Especially in the times that I'm being, I'm in actual danger. I do, or like, sometimes I'll have, I've had dreams where I know where like, my feelings have been hurt. Like, I'm genuinely scared of the situation. And I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh my God, it wasn't real. <laughs> right, right. Mm -hmm. Like, you almost... That, that's like the honestly the scariest feeling yeah. like something happens in your dream and then you think good lord what just happened oh okay it's not yeah. nothing happened <laughs> yeah okay we've reached an hour ladies great job um thank you so much for being in this fly on the wall episode with us these are going to be a once a month thing so look out for next month we also have a playlist on our spotify with all of these episodes and like our other special general episodes so go listen to that next on the docket if i'm not mistaken is i think we're doing our beloved summer next it's either gonna be our yeah it's gonna be our beloved summer and you're also getting a disney episode this month so make sure you rate review and subscribe here on spotify and apple podcasts or wherever you listen um come talk to us on twitter at commented or tiktok at commented podcast until next time i'm tori I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.